Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Awaken Together podcast. I am Jen, and today is another special guest episode. Anna is a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and soul purpose activator. In today's episode, we are going to dive into all the good stuff around breathwork, why it's so significant to be a part of your journey, what it can help with, and Anna's even going to guide us into a little breathwork towards the end of the episode as well. So with that, welcome, Anna. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jen. I'm so excited to be here and thank you for that wonderful introduction. (laughs) Yes, great titles. I love what you are offering and I have to tell our listeners first and foremost how we even met because it's very special. (laughs) so special so one of my like very early on actually in my spiritual journey I've shared on the podcast that I like was doing yoga that's like kind of my way I I started journeying and I was a yoga teacher and I was really feeling like I was in this place where I needed just a greater shift and just time for reflection so I did this pretty ballsy thing and just booked this retreat with Rachel Brathen, who's known as Yoga Girl on social media. Kat and I have also talked about her a lot because Kat also was plugged into Yoga Girl, which is how we met. So Yoga Girl really bringing my people to me. But (laughs) um, I signed up for this retreat. It was a huge, like, yeah, huge risk. It was my first time leaving the country by myself. And Anna and I connected in Aruba for this retreat, which was like 50 people. It was a incredibly transformative experience. And I know for myself, like that planted the seeds that turned into huge transformations and shifts. And Anna, as you kind of share a little bit of your story, I know that so much has shifted since we met for you as well from that retreat. (laughs) I know. And what's so crazy about that retreat is that it was four years ago, like this month, I think. And so we've truly gone like a full high school or college experience since then. And just so much growth has happened. So yeah, that was such a phenomenal experience. Mm -hmm. We were like little babies and (laughs) it was, yeah. And I don't even, I knew a lot was going to change, but I, there's so many times I reflect back to that retreat and yeah, I started hosting my own retreats like a couple years after that. And just like having that, like little cord and we all became so you know we held such good space for each other in that moment Mm -hmm. it's my first time having a whole group and like understanding that I think community component and that holding space because so much came up for all of us there so much came up and yeah I really feel like it was so healing just because of that because it the community and the acceptance and just the love that is shared without any judgment. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that was like the first time I really experienced a group of people on that level of just like pure joy and acceptance and just like having a good time, but also healing. Mm -hmm. And for me too, that was a huge shift in my journey of I'm this, you know, strong corporate woman into, whoa, there's this whole other part of me of 
being a healer. And that was the first time I was like, this is coming out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember we had a little dinner conversation there and you talking yeah. some about your life. I just like can see the little movie scenes in my mind, but yeah. Why don't you share with our listeners kind yeah. of just some of the like bullet points of your spiritual journey, yeah. even before that or starting there? Yes. Yeah. And first of all, so grateful we met on that yeah. experience. Oh my gosh. It came back around so many times. <laughs> so, yes. beautiful. Yeah. so beautiful. I love it so much. And so my story really goes back. I mean, if I pull it way, way back to like high school time, I was always really interested in psychology and substance abuse. So I was the girl reading books about addiction and uh, kind of simultaneously experiencing forms of like depression and anxiety. And in my college years, I went through, you know, the party phase. That's pretty natural for people at that time period. But for me, it had layers of that anxiety and depression in it. And so it was just a difficult time for me personally to where I took a year off of school and then I came back and I graduated and after that, um, I had been studying psychology and I was like, you know, I don't feel super healed by myself on my own right now. So instead of going down that route to become a therapist, I wanted to kind of work on myself. So kind of went to a default career and moved to Silicon Valley, went into sales and, you know, business partnerships and became this corporate woman that I never really saw for myself. But at the time, that structure and that growth and that leadership, I think was what I needed. And it has helped kind of build me into the person that I am today. And when I was, you know, in that corporate space, I was mentoring with kids in the foster system. So I still had a little bit of that healing piece in me, but it just wasn't coming out full mm -hmm. swing. And then I started following Yoga Girl mm -hmm. <laughs> and I saw that she had a retreat in Aruba and I was like, this looks so amazing, so incredible, very out of my comfort zone. And it was kind of more of vacation for me mm -hmm. that I wanted yeah. to book. <laughs> and then going to that retreat again, like that's was the first time where I met beautiful people like you, Jen, and uh, just the group of women that were there that were just so supportive. And that brought me back into like who I was, I think, for the yeah. first time yeah. in so long. And ever since then, my spiritual journey has just blossomed and grown to the point where just a couple months ago, I have fully gone from being in the corporate world into, you know, having a spiritual based business and being a breathwork healer. And I'm very excited to be in this new phase of my life. And my Saturn return has just ended. Mm, yeah, we, <laughs> and... <laughs> we did it. <laughs> so Yes, just that is kind of the shifts I've gone through. And now I'm here to be of service and just grow and see where this journey takes me. Beautiful. And yeah, I know you've you've experienced so many different like events and stuff watching your journey unfold and what you've like learned mm -hmm. from each thing. And I remember us talking past lives and all the stuff. So oh I know gosh. so much has fallen on your path like along the way too. And it's it's so funny, you know, the more people that I've gotten to connect with like that, you know, are familiar with this like spiritual path. Like we go in different routes, but we all mm -hmm. end up with kind of the same exact, you know, <laughs> understanding and epiphanies. They just all kind of come out in different ways, but 
where you're left is just this really big like opening and acceptance of so much more. There's like just a big community component to it, but also an understanding of how much these like simple practices Uh can make such an impact on so many things. Like it's the little steps that actually matter and the showing up in places that scare you. We talked about that a little bit before we started. Like it's, it's been wild because I think as you're living it, it, it feels like you're doing such little things. And then when you actually look back in retrospect and can see how significant those little choices were, it's wild. I love that. Yeah. Just the little tiny moments that truly end up being transformational and they don't, necessarily feel like that at the time but Mm -hmm. then you look back and you're like wow that was such a huge pivot and Mm -hmm. what would my life be like without it I so agree absolutely yeah like with people going down their own spiritual path it starts differently for everybody and like you said we do end up kind of in a similar space Mm -hmm. at some point I remember I had a roommate back in the Bay Area in you know my corporate days and she was telling me about her past life and I was like what is she talking about? Like, (laughs) this is crazy. She has a past life. And then cut to four years later, I'd tell people that I was a mermaid on me (laughs) talking when the planet was dying. And like, that's a normal part of my conversation. Yes. Uh (laughs) And I know I can, I just think back to of so many times people shared stuff with me that, you know, ends up really feeling so underlined later like wow even though that information I didn't know how to receive it like wow was that like that ended up being a piece that helped me walk into a new scene like with more acceptance you know it's little nuggets that's why you know that like when you share something it doesn't always land well you don't get that immediate gratification from so many little things you're often we're piecing seeds together for each other and it's such a bigger picture than what we can see I love that. Yeah. And that's why it's like so important to live your truth, right? Because like, as you're putting those little nuggets out there, maybe people don't resonate with it immediately at the moment, but they'll look back and say, wow, I remember when Jen said this to Mm -hmm. me and it didn't really land, but now it makes so much sense. And that's why it's just like, even if it feels like you're walking blind, sometimes it's just like so important to continue and move forward, even when that fear and that anxiety pops up. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And so freaking (laughs) true. And on fear and anxiety, we take our next chapter into breath work. So I would love for you to first share like when that really started being significant on your journey and then we can talk about all the benefits and yeah how it can like really shift and change so many things awesome yeah I'd love to and I know this has been huge for you too and nervous system regulation is something um, that's really important in your work as well so I'm excited to hear your takes on it and how it ties into physical therapy yeah Um, absolutely yeah, it's such like a great mind-body connection. But I did breathwork for the first time. Honestly, I can't really like pinpoint when because it had popped up at different yoga retreats um, throughout the years. But when I started doing it consistently as a practice was when COVID hit and there was that initial quarantine of everything is shut down, nobody's leaving the house, and there was so much fear popping up in the collective and like rightfully so that was such a scary time for everybody 
And on the flip side of that, I was really excited because I didn't have to go to this job anymore. And like I was doing it remotely. So I didn't have to commute 45 minutes in the morning and the afternoon, like I got to stay home. And I found a breathwork teacher online and I started doing it almost daily to where I would do like an hour experience with her, either one-on-one or in a group. And it deepened my connection to my body and kind of spirituality as well and my intuition. And while everyone was really kind of nervous and fearful, I was really excited about this new opportunity that I had to learn more about myself and to go deeper. And as a result of that, I was feeling much more calm and just relaxed to the point where people are like, aren't you nervous? And I'm like, I guess this is different, but I actually feel really excited about this new realm I'm exploring. So I started doing it then. And then um, about a year ago, I became certified to be a facilitator to bring that beauty and bliss to others. (laughs) I love it. And yeah, let's get nerdy about it too, because Yeah, I think for me, it's the same thing. Like yoga calls you to do so much breath work. And I think a lot of techniques are even explored. Um, I know in yoga teacher training, I learned like a few techniques and would throw those into classes. But there is definitely, that was, I think for me, yoga was nice because I got like my nervous system baseline down a little Mm. bit, my fidgetiness, like being able to move while I was breathing was helpful in some ways. But you also learn that there's so many breath techniques that you can have in your toolbox that can accommodate for even a higher baseline of a busy mind. And Mm -hmm. I think we picture, yeah, in different breath works, it's not always just that simple inhale and exhale. Like there, there can be a lot of complexity that can give you a lot more stimulation so that Mm -hmm. the focus is easier, but talking about that in regards to yeah, nervous system first, and it definitely unlocks so much spiritual stuff. But what comes to mind in one of the initial like light bulb moments from me, I'm a big fan of Wim Hof. You know, <laughs> he's our <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> um, Wim Hof is. Uh, yeah, this, this guy that really, really focused deeply on breath work and his own like personal journey. And he really defied um, science and he created a huge, a huge scene because I really think that science had previously said you cannot affect the autonomic nervous system, which is our, you know, sympathetic and parasympathetic and our body's response to, Yeah, when we're stressed and then when we go into that calm and regulation mode and they said a lot of that is autonomic, it's automatic uh, circumstances and we can't affect it. And then here's this guy that focused on breath work constantly and then he started being able to do stuff that was unexplainable, like being able to regulate his temperature in ways, being able to fight different diseases in his body, like in ways that should have been impossible and he's sitting there interacting with it. So if we if we do a little nervous system review, the sympathetic is our body's fight, flight, freeze, and fawn mode. That's what happens in response to stress, trauma, and some of us can be locked into this mode 
all the time with all of the constant stimulation we have in our environment. And then the parasympathetic normally comes online automatically. And that survival mode is supposed to come on just in times of a threat, but we kind of feel like we're in a threat all the time these days. So it's staying <laughs> on a little more. And the parasympathetic is responsible for our regulation, which includes our body's temperature, our digestion, our immunity, the things that actually help us repair in our body. And that is something that when it's online more, our body can actually heal itself in really deep ways. And previously that was just said to just be something that happens automatic. And now with the rise of autoimmune diseases and all of this stuff that is deeply reflecting this problem within the nervous system and how it runs, I think Mm -hmm. returning to this knowledge of how breath work can actually change foundationally how your nervous system is working, as can yoga and all these things. But breath work is something so simple that you can literally do everywhere. And there is so much significance to it. Anna, add to it. (laughs) That's so beautiful. I love that overview of just the autonomic nervous system. Cause I think that should be really common knowledge. And I see the breath as a tool that's built into our bodies that we didn't really know that we had, because we've always used it just to get oxygen, to stay alive. But yogis, you know, 5,000 years ago, they were using this to regulate their own emotions. They were using it to release trauma. They were using it in prayer. They were using it for so many different things. And back then too, they didn't have this constant go, go, go hustle culture. So it was very different. And Uh, it's almost more important now that we learn how to use the breath as a tool because we're not breathing properly as a population. A really great example of that is checking in with yourself and noticing if you're breathing in through your nose more often or breathing in through your mouth. Your mouth is just meant for communication and eating. It's not meant for breathing, um, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times people are using it for breathing and that leads to negative physical effects on your body. So just as a population learning how to breathe and be cognizant of how you're doing it, but the breath can change the way your nervous system is responding to the world. Like Jen said, it has those different modes and humans are in fight or flight or your sympathetic nervous system 95% of the time, which is an insane statistic. Not designed for that. Yeah. We're not supposed to be like that high buzzing frequency so often of go, go, go. And there's actually something beyond fight or flight that's called a global high. And that's to where you're literally not dipping in to your parasympathetic or your rest and digest. Your body is so overstimulated that you're in a global high and you're constantly moving and going and not stopping, which is honestly a trauma response. For people that have, you know, experienced some sort of trauma, and then in order to not really feel those emotions, they will be working in nine to five, they will be working out afterwards, mm-hmm. they'll be, you know, making dinner for the family, like it just doesn't really stop. And so they never get out of that nervous system. Mm-hmm. When you start to plug in different breath exercises, just in your day to day, not in like a one on one facilitator setting, but with just the simple breath exercises of doing like the box breath, or, 
you know, um, internostral breathing, Nadi Shahana, where you alternate and flip which nostril you're breathing through. You can get out of that global high state. You can get out of your sympathetic nervous system and switch into the calmness and the blissfulness of your rest and digest nervous system. And when you do that, your whole body slows down. Like your heart rate slows, your breath slows, your pupils literally dilate. Like Mm -hmm. you just feel more calm and tuning into that regularly, like not even in a breath work session, but just in your day-to-day taking two minutes to do the box breath can be a game changer. Yeah. And when we're actually in that state of actual calm, there is so much link to that starting to really amplify a lot of the spiritual journey. That's the way that we actually can feel into what is coming to us and why I feel like you're, you sleep better. Your dreams are more clear. (laughs) There is just so much that comes up in addition to that, that makes you be like just deeper synced into everything. And it's wild. It's like, you know, this is something, this isn't like new information. This is definitely like (laughs) really old information. And especially in the U S and how we're running, it's just, we are, we are so out of tune with what this Mm -hmm. very like relatively simple thing is. And this is how we actually come into a healing place. And within that, maybe even amplify more connectivity to every single thing else. And it's a huge component to your spiritual journey is to just Um, learn how to breathe. It could be like the most important in so many ways. And I remember like realizing that you know, our exhale is like our letting go. I remember hearing that in yoga, like again and again, but the exhale, when it's dragged out, like it helps the body's parasympathetic to come online. There's just, Mm -hmm. it's so, it's so simple in so many ways, but when you know, like what your resting breath pattern is, it's often these like slow little sips using our neck muscles too much. Like it, it holds the same energy behind the tension we're holding and the fear and all of it. It's like, it's a physical like manifestation of that, that you can see and the breath work can actually be a huge um, way to shift that. Yeah. I love that so much. When you pair an intention with the breath, you're not only tapping into that parasympathetic, but you might be releasing anxiety or tuning into love or tuning into your intuition. And it just adds another element of power that this tool has. So it can go from a daily practice for your physical body to this expansion into your mind, body, spirit, your you can have full psychedelic experiences with breath work like you take these psychedelics to feel into everything else and you can literally make all these crazy colors and patterns and wild stuff happen with enough breath work over time I remember this like (laughs) blowing my mind when I did this long chanting breath work for like 30 minutes and had just wild stuff come through and I'm just like it's that simple like we think some of these things are like so off and so out of hand and that it's all like woohoo and crazy breathe (laughs) breathe kind of like with some of this 
breathwork styles for like 30 minutes and then see where you land with, yeah. it, you know, how real some of the spiritual stuff is. And I think you might change your mind kind of quick. <laughs> you yeah. might change your mind. No, I totally agree with that. It's like, you are the drug. Like you can right. use this mechanism of your breath and like getting more oxygen, getting more blood flow to actually feel high. Like your body will start buzzing. It'll feel tingly. Like you actually tap into serotonin, dopamine, like the, the chemicals in your brain that are stimulated by like Molly or psychedelics. Mm -hmm. It's like, those will actually be opened up more. And so you start to feel really good, but you're also like opening your third eye and your crown chakra. So you're Mm -hmm. getting intuitive messages and guidance. And some people will see colors that align to the different chakras. And it's just such a beautiful and transformative experience Uh that we don't even know we can do. Yep. And yeah, and you could literally make that happen (laughs) sitting absolutely anywhere. And that is just wild. It shows how (laughs) out of sync we are from really, really like simple stuff and how beautiful we actually are as like human beings. It's actually incredible. And then, yeah, for, for breath work, you know, this is something that there, yeah, as Anna shared a few different styles, there's like so many techniques. And I also think in regards to like the nervous system, I think it's important. That's why, you know, as we get into like exercise and just body movement practices, I think that Uh is like a good baseline to at least start reflecting on your breath like that. I want to share that because for me, I had such a terrible relationship with exercise from just toxic diet culture and not thinking of exercise. I thought of exercise so much as changing my physical form and that being the only point of it that I could never get myself to want to exercise because it was like self-hatred and shame amplified times 2000. And then I think really what I connected is I started like reframing it into body movement and just realizing that that was a way for me to get out of my like busy head and get more into a meditative state. But a huge huge light bulb moment was I get to, when I'm moving my body, I'm working with my breath too. Like it's impossible to go into any type of body movement practice that has, you know, is getting your heart rate up to not start paying attention to your breathing. And I was like a kind of a big light bulb moment for me because I just didn't, I didn't pay attention to my breathing, right? It was something that happened automatically. I would have never in a million years thought twice about my breathing. And then you exercise and you'll realize like, wow, I'm really short of breath really easily. (laughs) But you don't think that there's like a correlation. You develop like rhythms of breath work through movement practices. And that was one way that I like kind of got into it. And with yoga, realizing how often I held my breath um, when I was uncomfortable and just noticing those like patterns I had, a lot of that came out out through body movement. And then I ended up like getting more into, yeah, let me do some like fun sitting down ones and like laying down ones and explore like different techniques. And the more time I spent in that, like the more incredible like experiences I was having. That's so beautiful. I love that you made that shift from working with your body as something not to know, be skinnier or, Mm -hmm. you know, look a certain way, but to just feel good in your body. And then that led you to notice your breath and that like continued down the rabbit hole into like, wow, my breath can actually be super powerful. Yeah. 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 And I think for patients, I tell them that all the time, like, you know, 
stop thinking as movement as this thing that's against you and <laughs> do it more that you know this this is when we actually feel in control of our body and our breath this mm-hmm. tool can't be taken from you in so many yeah. ways you know your with your body is like the one thing you can control in some ways and your breath is definitely something you can control and mm-hmm. nothing else really is any semblance of control and I think that was huge for me too to realize that I can always control my breathing and how I'm doing it and the fact that that is the only real guarantee in a lot of ways <laughs> like and then what it like opens up doors to is incredible and I do want to add to that too um yeah I read a book I think it's called breathe by James Nestor yes oh my gosh such a great recommendation He, he talks so much about how you know I know with a lot of people and maybe even some of our listeners, like there's asthma and like Mm -hmm. all these breathing conditions, like respiratory problems and um, sleep apnea. And he really discusses in that book, like this is a side effect of a lot of these things, right? Like our body just being in the stress response, really long amounts of time Mm -hmm. and how, yeah, it, it might take some work. And if it's like, I literally can't breathe through my nose it's something to practice. It's not going to always be so easy because we're also dealing with a lot of side effects of stuff. So in that book, he really talks about his own personal journey of not being able to like breathe besides like big mouth gulpy breaths, which does not circulate oxygen through our body at all. Um, And how he like retrained himself into breath work again. And then yeah, started using it as a super power. And that book's full of knowledge and studies and how we've evolved through breath work. It was so good. I love that. It's so funny. I have it like with me Uh, on my desk right now. (laughs) It's so good. And I, I love it too. He talks about how to cure diseases in a holistic way. Like you said, like sleep apnea, snoring, um, asthma. When you change the way you breathe, you can actually counteract what those diseases are doing to your body. And he also discusses the evolution of like our facial structure Mm -hmm. and how it's not right now as we are because we are eating foods that are very soft and because our brain is highly developed and it's really large and our vocal cords are really large, we have a really small sinus passageway and our mouths have gotten smaller and which has made it harder for us to breathe. And so we're, we're kind of actually going against the grain and what's good for us. And so tuning into your breath and learning how to do it is a great physical practice. And I've learned too that life longevity is um, a direct correlation between life longevity is your breath. It's mm-hmm. not diet. It's, a, it's not exercise. It's your ability to breathe properly. And yeah, that's and like, our baseline for yeah. like respirations per minute has yeah. changed. They've uh, literally adapted to our unhealthiness. Like they're <laughs> like, okay, you used to only need to take like eight breaths within the minute. Now we're up like, you know, that was yeah. so mind blowing in that book too. Like we yeah. medically had to shift all these normative values mm-hmm. Because we're so out from what it used to be. And that's mind blowing too. (laughs) It's so crazy. It's just so crazy. And like how, like when you're having a panic attack, like your default is to breathe really, really quickly and really shallowly because you think that's going to get more oxygen to your body, but it's actually over breathing and it's doing the opposite. Mm -hmm. And so in those moments of like fear and anxiety and panic, you really need to slow down and just like 
count your exhales and breathe out for your through your mouth and just slow breathe. And that's what's super, super calming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have every instinct to do what the opposite is. And there yeah. is like very... Yeah, that book really painted the picture of why it's so easy to fall into that. But it's also, yeah, a thousand percent our society. But yeah, when you think of this, like in the like awakening, like mindset, it's actually crazy. You know, we've fallen from all of these like natural things. And now the fallout of symptoms because of that is like really long. And maybe, you know, we can get so overwhelmed by like, which things we need to do. And like, we can start turning even our spiritual practices into another stress cycle and (laughs) turn every single thing into something so much bigger when we have so many like tools within us. And it does take practice to like get into that. But I noticed with consistent yoga for me, how much that started changing what I was noticing and paying attention about myself as I was moving into things and the Mm -hmm. awareness behind my breath, like amplified greatly the the more you practice something, the more it becomes like in the forefront of what you notice and pay attention to. And even after reading yeah. that book, I was like looking, I was like mouth breather. <laughs> I was like, I want to teach them. I was like noticing everyone. I tell my patients this all the time, but it was so wild. I was like going to the grocery store, watching everyone's breathing pattern. I was a whole thing. <laughs> But it's like you notice things that you never noticed before and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is so prevalent. It's happening everywhere. And like, I remember sitting in class and like hearing people behind me breathing and being like, why is this person breathing so loudly? And I was like, I know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, it completely makes sense, but it doesn't mean that the work is not important. And it doesn't mean that we can just say, I can't do that and just close the chapter. The fact that we can't well is a giant, like, alert system that something is off and so instead of treating it like a I just can't do it it's something to really explore and trial with and it matters for so many reasons but mainly like start with it being a journey for your health and I think what you'll get as a ripple effect even beyond that will be incredible too yeah it's so beautiful it helps your body and it helps that mind body spirit connection I know for me, like, it's really beautiful. You said, you notice how this changed your life through yoga, intentional breathing. When I started doing like one-on-one breath sessions or even just breath practices throughout my day, I was able to start understanding which thoughts of mine were like the inner critic and anxiety or fear versus like, what was my true higher self or like my intuition or just like my soul and just the calmness of moving forward. And I could differentiate those thoughts and instead of kind of freaking out and reacting to them, I would say, okay, that's my thought. And I would just kind of let it pass versus before that I would feel like I needed to act on those different thoughts. And that is something like that I know was a result of doing breath work because I was tapping into my parasympathetic nervous system more often than I was before to where those other thoughts were always at the forefront because I was moving so quickly and always going and just constantly like that Mm -hmm. hustle and striving and being a high achiever. So Um, those thoughts were there all the time. And now that I'm like relaxing a little bit more, I just notice them and kind of allow them to be there and I can like feel it. And then I can let them pass so much more easily than I used to. 
Yeah. There's a reason they say like the doing meditation and breath work, like gets you out of, um, yeah, out of those cycles of responding to every single thought you learn to become the witness, watch those Mm -hmm. things and then detach from it and go into a space of just so much, so much peace and surrender. And then that carries over into all of your actions, how you move through the world, how you respond to people, all the things, (laughs) all of the things. And I breathwork too. It's like, it's an easier form of meditation because it's hard to just sit there and close your eyes and to like focus. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many complexities, as I was saying that you can play with breath work that challenges you to focus in so many fun ways. Like that for me was huge too. Yeah, exactly. So many different ways to do it. And one thing I did want to touch on too was like in this trauma response of, you know, being in that pair or the sympathetic all the time, our bodies, like when we experience trauma, when we're overstimulated, our brain can't process what's happening that quickly. And so those emotions of fear or like pain, they get stuck inside of our bodies and we're kind of carrying them around as baggage. And Breathwork is what goes beyond the conscious mind. You're dipping into the subconscious, which is like talk therapy is fantastic for, you know, working through and processing emotions in the conscious. But when you want to actually get deep and release, that's what breathwork can do. It can kind of hit those pieces in your body and allow you to release it. And an example I like to use is when an animal like a gazelle, for example, like on the African safari is being chased by a lion and the lion wants to feed his family. And that is like a fight or flight mode for that gazelle, right? They're running away. And for like in this example, if the gazelle escapes for whatever reason, like a pack of baboons, like scares the tiger or lion away, like that gazelle is going to have this response in its body. So it was in fight or flight. And then it's going to go ultimately into freeze because it almost died. And then after that, it's going to slowly start twitching. And then before it leaves and moves on, it's going to do like a full body shake to release the trauma that just happened to get it out of its body. But humans, on the other hand, instead of shaking and releasing when we experiencing experience these traumas, we just stuff it on down. <laughs> and we, mm-hmm. Like we hold it in. Our brain can't process it all at once. And so our body takes over and holds that. And we don't even realize how much we're holding or how heavy that can feel or, you know, when that's being triggered. And so breathwork can get you into, into your body to feel into those emotions and have a really safe emotional release, which is a little, why a lot of times people will cry, will sometimes yell, will have you like kind of hit your fist to release anger. And it's just that letting go, which can feel so, so good. Yeah. The emotional release. It's actually incredible (laughs) when that happens because it's an emotion that's so not tied with a thought, you know, you can tell it's like coming from just an actual sense of safety. It's a very unique experience. Yeah. Like, and you've talked about that happening in like hip openers and yoga before too. Yeah. And honestly, like the initial pattern will be, okay, I'm going into something that makes me very uncomfortable. Let me hold my breath and I can see, you know, how it plays out. And that plays out way more than on the yoga mat. Except in the yoga mat, I'm carving out the space to actually do it different. And I'm like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. This is bringing some (laughs) stuff up. Let me focus on exhaling and breathing slowly. And Mm -hmm. then yeah, huge 
huge shaking responses I've had come up, huge tears. I've had that happen with a lot of clients. So yeah, this, this can bring up stuff and it's not because you're doing it wrong. It's because everything is happening right. And your body is actually releasing what it needs to. And it's not that if you don't have those experiences that it's not still very impactful, but I think a lot of times to bring our body down into a sense of calm can be the first time we've actually let our guard down enough. And yeah, yeah, the parasympathetic is deeply responsible for a lot of this (laughs) stuff too. So of course, like it's, it's going to come up, it's lowering your heart rate. There's so many things that can come up when you're not just like at this baseline of trying to look outside of you to see who's going to kill you, who's going to take you down. (laughs) That is not a mode where you're going to be like, I should cry. Like it just doesn't happen. You know, you're, you're just moving on from every single thing so quick. Um, Anna, why don't you tell us before we do our guided breath work session for people that are wanting to kind of like look into different styles? Um, we're definitely going to shout out your page too, because we have some awesome little tips, but give some of the basic ones to kind of look into, um, when you're first like starting your breathwork journey, just to kind of hear some of the titles and terms. Sure. Yeah. So I will just quickly go over the box breath as like an easy one to practice Mm -hmm. and Navy seals are actually taught this. So, you know, if they're doing it, then it's good Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it works. Right. So that's where you're just inhaling in through the nose and you do it for four counts and then you hold it there for four counts and then you release through the mouth for four counts and hold it there for four counts. And that's called a box breath for a reason. If you kind of look at the pattern of the breath, it is just simply going in that box motion. And that's a really easy way to tap into the parasympathetic nervous system. And if you do that for 30 minutes or even just until your body feels regulated, which could, you know, for some people be three minutes or one minute, uh, it can make a big difference really quickly. Mm. Um, there are lots of different breath patterns that you can do in a session. So there's the Wim Hof type breathing. Um, there's triactive type breathing, there's holotrophic type breathing, and that's where you're really going to be getting deep, deep into it. I know sessions can last between one hour to three hours, depending on how far you want to go with it. And you can do this with, you know, different facilitators at yoga studios or, you know, with people like myself that are trained to be a facilitator and can work with you one-on-one. Yeah, I love it. And I know, um, yeah, the alternate nostril breathing that you brought up is a really good, like beginner friendly one and diaphragmatic breathing is something that I do with a lot of my patients because Mm. it's crazy how our diaphragm's a muscle, we can strengthen it. And when we're breathing with the proper muscles, we save our neck so much tension. Our chest is even in the uh, physiological side of it. I'm always trying to teach patients like breathing techniques techniques, um, just to, yeah, actually circulate oxygen through and to work on the muscles that are meant to be working. So you're not overstressing these muscles that were never designed to be carrying the load of everything. Um, because you're, your breathing's not correct. Um, that happens all the time. Um, but yeah, I think, um, this is definitely stuff. I think if you are knowing that you have that background of trauma, like the facilitators can make such a huge difference because they're going to be able to hold space for you as this stuff is coming up. And I think more therapy offices are adding in breath work because they're mm-hmm. understanding 
understanding the significance behind that um, and how much it's connected. And yeah, there's also like, you know, I've definitely done a lot of different styles on YouTube just to kind of figure out like what fit, what fit was good for me. But I know having that extra level of like a coach just to go over like how you're doing it. Cause even seeing an example, it's really easy to still have compensation within your body from, you know, years yeah. of breathing through certain patterns. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said how your posture like affects your breathing. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so much. <laughs> so much. It's like, we're not like even that, like our modern day posture is impacting like how much air and oxygen we're getting, which then makes us go into fight or flight more often. Like how, yeah. how crazy is this? It's all connected. It's, it. yeah. it's the same homework. We can give you a million reasons why the homework matters. Just the yeah. homework, you know, yeah. it's so important. So yeah, just to like segue or piggyback off that, I have a workbook that I created. It's called Modern Breathwork for Your Evolution, where I talk about the benefits of breathwork, kind of where it came from and how it impacts your body, like on a physiological level and how it impacts your mind too, because it gets you out of different habits and patterns that you may have been playing out for years and years and years. And within that too, there are some very simple exercises of doing, you know, Nadi Shahana, the internostral breathing, halo active patterns, which is in through the nose, out through the mouth, which is a great heart heart opener. And then even the box breath and how to pair that with your own intention. So you can work through, you know, whatever you're personally working through on that day. So that's just a really easy resource. If It's the best workbook. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I know Jen helped me launch that, get up, get that off the ground and it's um just been so awesome. I've actually had a couple like therapists that have said that they want to offer it to their clients just as a resource for people. Yeah, and how can they find it one more time while we're on it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Modern Breathwork for Your Evolution, it's just $13 available through Amazon at any time or, you know, following just going to my page and I have it listed there. Yeah, and give us your handle. We're here. Let's oh, do it. <laughs> the, the Anna Lee underscore breathwork. And that is on Instagram and TikTok. Yay. And with that, Anna is going to guide us just through a short and sweet just so we can get in. So if you are in the space where you can do a little breath work guided with us, or you can come back to this episode when you're in a good spot to do it. Anna, I'm so excited. Uh, (laughs) Me too. So I picked one that is actually from the book Breath. So I'm happy that you brought that up and just a little bit of background on it. Uh, This breath has been used in different prayers throughout the ages, like Buddhists have used this um, in African culture, Hawaiian, American, Christian, like Taoist, all these different things. And they found that the perfect breath of getting the right amount of oxygen to your body of, you know, circulation, heart functioning, uh, nervous system attuned to peak frequency, all these beautiful things, um, can be taken away from this breath. And just as an example, like if you've ever heard Sat Nam in Kundalini yoga, 
you are inhaling for five and a half seconds and exhaling and speaking for five and a half seconds. When you do the OM meditation, you're supposed to be inhaling for five and a half seconds and exhaling for five and a half seconds. And then the Ave Marina, if you're Catholic and have that background, that is the same exact thing. That song is a five and a half and five and a half alteration. And that's like the perfect quote unquote, perfect breath. So I thought that would be a great thing for us to do today just for a minute. And I will be guiding you through the halo active version of this. So you will be inhaling through the nose for five and a half seconds and exhaling through the mouth. And we'll just do it for one minute. And you can really notice the shifts that take place in your body when you settle in and get really intentional with this tool that you're using. So with that, Jen, do you have any questions and I'll ground it? No, in that was amazing. I got it. chills like describing, like, of course it syncs up through across so yeah. many different things. I right. This stuff is just so beautiful and like so nuanced and it's been around for so long and I'm so happy. It's like coming back up again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do it. So go ahead and just sit into your space. Um, put your hands up to receive more energy. If you feel like you want to ground, put your hands down and just know we'll be taking big inhales in through the nose and exhaling through the mouth. Okay. Three, two, one, inhale through the nose, two, three, four, five, and exhale through the mouth. Four, five, inhale through the nose. Three, four, five. Exhale through the mouth. Three, four, five. Inhale again through the nose. And exhale through the mouth. Inhale again through the nose. Exhale through the mouth, letting it all go. Letting that air fall out of your mouth. Inhale again through the nose, filling up your chest and your belly. Exhale again through the mouth. And just one more round, taking a really deep inhale in through the nose. And on this exhale, do an audible exhale and just let it all go. And there you go. You can return back into your normal breathing, settle in and just notice if you feel a little bit more calm, a little bit more relaxed, let any anxiety go. Hopefully you feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, so simple, so nice. Thank you so much, Anna, for guiding us in that and all of your knowledge. Make sure if you're listening that you go follow and support Anna. And we look forward to seeing you for another episode of Awaken Together podcast. Thanks for being here, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. Bye.